episode of After Further Review. We've all started doing the Jagger now. Now it's a, it used to just be, you know, maybe a little me, maybe a little Mark. Now Jeff's doing it. We're doing, we're all doing the Jagger. It's outstanding. I love it. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, if you're listening, watching us live or listening live or whatever in the hell you're doing, hello. If you're listening later on, whatever. Uh, we're just glad to have you here. That's all. Uh, I got to admit, uh, guys, I said this earlier. I'm not really, I'm not really feeling a lot of sports talk today. Because you're not feeling it, John. You're not feeling the. Sh- you're not feeling it. What are we, no, it's not the show that I'm not feeling. It's just like, are we going to talk about the the Eagles Monday night and blah 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 blah? Uh, we are monitoring uh, whether or not the Ravens and the Steelers will play today. They're scheduled to play at 3:40, but there are some. Marquise Pouncey just, uh, I guess, got a positive test for the Steelers. Um, and I guess there is some, you know, minuscule possibility that they might have to reschedule that game. I hope not, because uh, my wife has plans, and I can sit and watch football, and NFL football, 3.40 on a Wednesday afternoon. It's a beautiful thing. No, that so that cool. sort of sport, is, that's kind of fun. Um, but, I, you know, I can't really jump in with both feet to college basketball yet, uh, even though I've watched a little bit of it. And I love college basketball. Uh, and Michigan State gets a win at Duke, something that they haven't been able to do under Tom Izzo. Um, some interesting things going on over there. Uh, NCAA football. It looks like somebody from. It looks like too many people from Michigan have tested positive. So the Michigan Maryland game for t- uh, Saturday may be canceled. And now the Ohio State Michigan game is is uh, anyway. So I, I just I, I'm not feeling it. So. Couple of things we're going to cover today, and then you guys can throw all the sports at me you want. But a couple of things we need to cover. First of all, the liberal hypocrisy spread the disease tour uh, that Mark Ferreira has been on up and down the East Coast, and then northern and southern. I'm California. not making public. I'm not making public statements and shutting down restaurants, though. So the hypocrisy <laughs> there is no hypocrisy because no, you know me. It's I, a I, level of hypocrisy. You're, I am you're right. I am not a rule follower. I never yeah. have been, John. I I'm a scoff law. You know that about me. There's no hypocrisy in no, that. You'll attack anti-maskers and people who think that the, 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 the I wore a mask the entire time. I wore a but, mask. Well, but what mainly for aesthetic purposes. Um, it, it's uh. I you know, but there's, there's a some level of hypocrisy. So all I want to know is you've spent time at an airport. I wouldn't, you know, I that's have. like, that's like, I hey, have. I'll take the small box blanket. I don't know why anyone would, but okay, you did. Uh, talk about the airport experience for you. How did you feel most people were, were they taking things seriously? Yeah. I mean, I double masked and uh, wore a shield in the airport. I, I took massive did really? precautions. I did. You have a shield now? I bought a shield for the thing. It was like, you know, and it was a massive pain in the ass because over my glasses and everything else. And, you know, I have to have to have to put it on first before the hat. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I did all that. Orlando was pretty decent. It wasn't too busy. Busiest Air- it was called the busiest airport over the weekend, though the busiest airport in the country, supposedly. Well, I, again, I flew I flew uh, back on Monday and I so flew out Sunday. on Monday. So when okay. I flew out on the. A little early. Yeah, I think Sunday was a was the biggest travel day since the pandemic began. But Monday yeah. was pretty dead by all indications. So that was okay. a good choice on my end. But the twenty third, it was pretty, pretty, and pretty, pretty. Uh, you know, not very full at all. And okay. then San Francisco on Monday was very light. But my layover on the way out there was in Houston. One guess, packed. Just, just nothing. Luckily, 
third annual Houston sneeze fest going on in the uh, spit in each other's Luckily. mouth competition happening somewhere in the airport. I'm sure. Just- yep. Yep. There were protests throughout the, throughout the airport. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not, nobody tells me what to do. Right. Um, no, but I, luckily I, I got in and the, the gate to connect to was the very next gate over and it was 20 minutes later. So I just stayed there. So it was fine. And then I had to make a quick detour. I mean, that was the thing I went, I flew into Chicago. That was pretty light. And then I made a quick transfer, but I had to go to Kansas city first, you know, and it was, you know, I hate that. I, I, it's like, can you go to Chicago to Orlando, please? You really have to go West to then go to Orlando and you know me, you know, and uh, any additional taking offs or landings. Yeah, you're are, not, you're not comfortable with that at all. God, I'm, I, I can't get, I'm not, I haven't gotten over, I can't get over it, John. I don't understand. My favorite, my favorite plane trip with you, and we've had a number of them. We've well, traveled yeah. extensively. But my favorite one was the one where you were in the middle seat in front of me, and there was somebody <laughs> on the window who wasn't with us and kept the window closed because you have some bizarre thing. You're more comfortable if you can see. It's yes. just not knowing that gets you. And that person, you know, put the, as I do, put the window shade down, pillow over there, leaned up. That's, you know, why you get a window seat. Uh, if you're flying. Yeah, I get a window seat so I can just see so the watch the ground window. coming up to you at 10 meters a second squared because Galileo was right. And that's going to cost you. Yeah, I know. I understand that. Um, but that was, I love that because you, I, I can see you through the thing. You just kept glancing over, which is squirming. I was the squirming. Hope, the hope that they would just, you know, peek out momentarily. <laughs> and I half expected you to pull out your wallet and offer like a thousand bucks if you could sit in the, in the, uh, in the window seat, but you got through that. We clearly, we've gotten through that. I hope, I hope it turns out okay for you. Uh, yeah. I, I got another holiday test today. Travel. I was negative today. I'm going to get another test uh, this weekend. So, uh, yeah, you know, it was a calculated risk and I, I'm, I suppose there is a, a level, but you know, I'm not, I'm not making pronouncements about closing right. restaurants and then seconds after the press conference Weasels. is over, they're going to a restaurant, you know, it, and you know, my politics, nuts. they're, they're, they're Democrats like me, they're weasels. Let's just be honest. You're just being a weasel. Yeah. And I think part of it is that, and it doesn't matter your politics or anything. There's a rich slash powerful entitlement feeling that people in those positions have that I think it it speaks to that as well as anything else. But those guys are big hypocrites. You're not quite as big of a hypocrite, but simply because you haven't been elected to office. If you had been elected to office, which we, 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 as we've spoken about, neither you nor I nor Jeff probably could run for office given all the skeletons are clothed. I mean, honestly, yeah. Well, again, these days, the more uh, evidently, the more skeletons you have, the better. Frankly. Maybe, maybe, in, t- in maybe the men, the men are finally time. meeting. The men are meeting the moment finally. Yes. So I can go out there and go look. I snorted more cocaine than a, than a hairband member. I've I, I smoke more marijuana than an NBA player. I, I don't have mind. Three kids with three different women. <laughs> <laughs> Two of whom I've never met. No, that's, but that's right. true about me. <laughs> I, know, no, I know. I know. I mean, that's that's fine these days. Obviously, that's clearly not yes. not, a, not a big deal. So, so the men finally met the moment. Right. People don't care. Yeah, exactly. The world has come to us. You know, we well, we clearly we have, these no skeleton assholes are doing a good job. So no, it's about time right. we got a, in charge. Well, honestly, you know, and, you, you know me. I don't want to talk a whole bunch of politics of this, but people get up there and it's like you know they have no blemishes on their record. I'm like, well, what the hell? You want somebody who's never had a blemish on their record running things for the first time something goes wrong? Yeah. First time there's there's anything wrong, they they will have no they just wet themselves. Experience. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I've never had things go wrong. Call my dad. 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you don't want that. You want somebody who's been through it. I prefer somebody who's yeah, road hard, of, put away wet. A couple of stints at Betty Ford, maybe lost a limb due to some sort of dangerous maneuver that they did at some point in time. Right. And, tried to hop know. a train, you know, tried to hop a train. <laughs> sure. Across the country. Sure. You know what just, I mean? Lost a leg doing it. Yes. I'm, I'm all for these things. Ate so a lot of sugar. Yes. Had diabetes. Lost a That's limb. right. Lived on, you know, mac and cheese until they had a tapeworm, the, you know, the length of a Rhode Island highway in their in their gullet. I don't know. Whatever. Just, I just, I'm not, you know, can't Yikes. deal with. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ugly. Um, all right. So that I wanted, I wanted to get over that. I'm glad we're, we're, we're glad that you're back and we'll hang out tomorrow night. You at a, at a, at a great, great distance. Um, and, <laughs> Double masked. I'll yeah, bring the take, shields if you want. Take pictures of uh, Tim and you know I. Me like, when I have doctors in me, I'll start. I'll start arguing, and the droplets will just be spewing from. Oh uh, my god! That <laughs> welder's mask would just be like a face full of spit. Oof, good lord! All right. Um, the the one thing that I wanted to talk about sports wise, so I'm going to do this. Uh, I, I do have a trivia question as well, but I'll throw it out a little bit later. Kind of just a basic trivia question, but the answer to it surprised me. Um, we have a little theme here. It's a television trivia question, sports television trivia question, basically. Um, and we're going to talk a little about top ten television shows because that's going all over social media, and I think it's interesting because simply because when I see people with a top ten list, I basically just judge them. And yeah. it's kind of like the, it's kind of like how I judge myself, frankly. And you know that if I make one mistake, I don't have a shooter's mentality. I beat myself up. I think right. You retire from public life. And walk into the you know, Bruce Dernan into the sea. Yeah. All of those things I, I do. Um, but in these top ten lists, you know, it just it just fires up my judgmental nature. Um, so we want to talk about that. But I did want to ask because you know I mentioned Philadelphia. We have Baltimore playing tonight. I wanted to ask you guys. In your estimation, this season, who's the most disappointing NFL team? And I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw one out that I don't think can be considered that way because a lot of people would say Dallas. I don't think that they basically qualify. Two reasons: one, they are what we thought they were. This is what they did. They're only disappointing because our expectations are stupid. And the other thing is losing your starting quarterback. I think kind of removes you. I, I think you would agree with me. If you guys, if you lose your starting quarterback, then any level of success you have, I think, you know, really speaks well of you. But given that caveat that let's not use the Cowboys or anybody who's lost a starting quarterback. And I don't think there are any other contenders that are in that situation. Um, who's the most disappointing team to you? Well, I mean, you mentioned Baltimore, and they're right up there, I think. I think they have to be really close to the top. Yeah, I don't think Philadelphia is because, again, I'm not sure they're not what we thought they were as well. I mean, they're and, and they're also banged up beyond belief. They're, his, his offensive line is, is, is ridiculously bad. Um, but they do have a proven, you know, and I know he's having a, a rough season, but I think, and I, I agree with you because I, I think I would lean towards Baltimore. I think they're the, they're the team because yeah. they, they could very well not make – the playoffs at this point. Um, but I would say this about Philadelphia and why I give them less of a pass than Dallas. And that is because their starting quarterback is still upright and starting. Uh, I think they have been disappointing, but I, we did know going in that the NFC East was going to be somewhat weak. We thought maybe yeah. the Philadelphia and Dallas would battle it out for something. And it turns out Washington and New York are right now playing better than either of them. But I, I for me, I'm, I'm going with Baltimore. At this point. Yeah, I would have to agree with you uh, going through everything. You know, you take out teams with injuries like the Niners and the and the Cowboys to some degree. 
Uh, obviously, if you lose your starting quarterback, um, I think the Raiders, I think you know, I would say maybe there is a little disappointment in Tampa Bay in the fact that they're only seven and five as opposed to nine and three right now, perhaps. They've had a pretty tough schedule. There's no doubt about that. Um, but they have lost two in a row. Granted, they're field goal games. They, you know, so I, I would say in terms of expectations coming in, they're probably a slight disappointment, Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but outside of outside of that, I can't see anyone else in the South uh, or the North. The, the Bears weren't expected to do anything. Uh, the Vikings, I think, probably is a pretty good one, although yeah. they're trying to get up off the schneid right now, and they're doing their best to to be viable again. They're only one game out of the playoff picture at this point right. in time. Right. They but sort I, of turned it around. Early, three weeks ago, you might have said about them. Yeah, they were probably they the, leading, the leading contender three three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and so now they're probably two uh, and Baltimore one. And um, that's probably the South, the East, not really the West. No. Uh, in, in either – I mean, maybe San Diego. Maybe San Diego because – I think particularly if you would have told them that uh, uh, Justin Herbert would be playing as well as he's playing and then that he would still have the record that they have. I would agree with that. I think a lot of people didn't expect him to play, though. I think many of us figured we wouldn't see him until about And they just come – they always come in with a roster that people love and that people think that they're going to be a playoff contender. Maybe nine wins, maybe ten, and they never – and they always just snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. It doesn't matter who's coaching. It's just – Feels like the culture there, the the Chargers. So, uh, I would put them maybe three, and then now that's probably it because I can't yeah. think of any other team that's. I, I mean, are are the Jets a disappointment because they haven't won a game? We knew they I mean, did, did, didn't we all think they'd probably win five or six? Yeah, but I, I mean, mean I if you're six we... games under expectation, is that not a disappointment? <laughs> not is. if they're the Jets. I mean, you come into every season knowing they're going to be a disappointment, so that box is checked from the very beginning, so it kind of gets looked over. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I think again with the expectations is that they're going to be a mess. I think they don't they don't have any I don't I don't think the Jets have any ability to be the most disappointing team. They only have the ability to be the most surprising team because we just set the bar so low on them. I think you're uh, you're somewhat right about the I think the Bears are disappointing in and of the fact that they thought with that good of a defense um, and having foals to back up Trubisky because there are so many questions about Trubisky and they probably should have given up on him. They never should draft him, but they should have given up on him earlier. But even with Foles, they're not a good football team. The Viking, I like the idea of the Vikings, but they have somewhat turned things around. Is it in time? Can they put enough wins together to get there? But I just, I just look at Baltimore, and what I was, I look back at what people were prognosticating about Baltimore, and uh, so many people, you know, they they have the reigning MVP in in, uh, in Lamar. Uh, yeah, and it was one two between them and Kansas City in terms yeah, of the, and, you know, getting the Super Bowl. And a lot of people thinking, well, teams don't generally repeat. So who's the next best team in the AFC? Now, to your point, Mark, um, I have not forgotten that only one team gets a bye. Uh, no matter where they fell, they, they may not. If they if they get into the wild card, they may not. They're going to play any more games than they would have had to, more than likely, because nobody's going to rest rest that um, number one seed away from Pittsburgh. So it may not matter in the end if they put it together at the right time. And I certainly trust John Harbaugh, but we do question whether or not um, defenses have caught up with Lamar a bit. Perhaps. And you know what I just forgot about is Houston. I think Houston can qualify as a disappointment. Yeah, they got rid of Hopkins in the upcoming offseason, but they've had their starting quarterback. 
Deshaun's been there the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they fired their coach, but that's because they got off to such a horrible start. They've been a relatively consistent perennial playoff team. They've been a surprise team every year because we buried them every year. And then they stepped up and they win that division, and get to the playoffs. This Nine year was the seven, one year we and buried six. them. Yeah. And, and so I would say they're disappointing too. So I would say Baltimore leads the pack with uh, the Vikings, the Texans, and the Chargers next in line in 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 whatever particular order but i i would still agree with you that baltimore leads the pack yeah and i still they might not even make the playoffs and everyone yeah. you know and and they're fine there there are not issues with that team injury wise yeah really I, I, just, I mean there's covid issues obviously clearly sure but that's everybody's and i i do think you have to include philadelphia simply because if you look at it in terms of how bad that division was expected to be and then if you just said beforehand the division's going to be as bad as we think it is, or maybe worse. And only, only um, Philadelphia will have a proven quarterback midway through the season. Because, I mean, Alex Smith was a question, and certainly Washington's offense played a little better since Smith's been there, though that's been, you know, defensively they're good. And Daniel Jones, I mean, we we didn't think particularly highly of him. He's actually looking better than than expected. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really the only thing I wanted to talk about because just looking at Baltimore and, you know, they've been all over the news for the last week because we didn't know where they're going to play the game and looking back at what people had prognosticated uh, about that team, what the expectations were, they were, they were just a huge disappointment at this point in time, in my mind. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see that that division is still pretty tight and you've got to remember that, uh, you know, the Washington football team has beaten Dallas twice, has beaten Philadelphia, and has beaten Cincinnati. So it's not yeah. as if, you know, I don't think they've beaten a team with more than three wins. Right. So it, and I think. Well, uh, they get to play a lot of teams in their division, so that's helpful in the not playing teams with more than three wins. That 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 is very, very helpful in terms of that. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. In terms of the Giants' uh, schedule, they have, uh, in terms of who they've beaten, um, you know, they've beaten Washington twice. Twice, the yeah. Eagles. And the Bengals. So, I mean, it's the same thing. They haven't beaten any team with more than three wins either. So um, I, I really do think the winner of that division may have six wins. We may get a six and 10 playoff team this year, which uh, yes, it's a COVID year. Yes. It's 2020. It happened 10 years ago with a seven to nine team. Is it enough to move the NFL hierarchy to, to change you know, division structure, probably not mm. because not much moves them. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, at any rate. So, so there it is with the uh, NFCs. I, I guess I, I just don't throw Philadelphia that far into it. And maybe I should, maybe we expected more of Carson Wentz. That's probably the, in the well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's looked, he, he has underperformed. And to your point though, I mean, he has been, so many people around him have been injured. Um, his offensive line was not a great offensive line to start with, which is why they struggled to, run the ball. He does. He is one of those risk reward quarterbacks who has a tendency to press when it's all on his shoulders. And it is. Um, but I, I, I mean, I think you do, there are caveats for them, but I think you do have to look at them as being disappointing. I mean, they are, they are the only team in that division with a quarterback who has proven to be not just uh, um a game manager, but a guy could win games for you. And he's certainly not doing that now. He's losing, helping lose games, to be honest. Uh, am I allowed to jump to college football at all? 
You are, but let me slip the trivia question in really quick because we're 25 right. minutes in. Um, what All I want to know, trivia question-wise, uh, is um, which Super Bowl still holds the record for the most watched Super Bowl of all time? Super Bowl is always the most watched television show. Mm. But which one holds the record for the most watched of all time? For many years, Mark, as you know, and Jeff, every year it went up because more and more you know people – we're just tuning into the Super Bowl. It, it got more and more popular. Um, but the game, I will say, it was not last year's game, the, the, the last Super Bowl. It was a game prior to that. And I was a little surprised as to which one it was. And I will, when we get the answer, we'll discuss why we think maybe that was the one that was the most uh, was the most watched. Thought it was thought it was interesting. All right, you want to jump to college football? Let's do it. First of all, I want to uh I, I do want to dig dig uh, down or drill down a bit on your uh, your friend's texts to you yes. about um, me. Did you tell I, Jeff? Did you tell Jeff? About I did this? not. I did not tell my Jeff. My best friend it. growing up played college football at the University of Virginia, and he was in George Welsh's first recruiting class. One of the they were considered one of the worst places college football teams in the country. Uh, the year before Welsh got there, and within three years, Steve's by my buddy Steve's junior year, they were in the Peach Bowl. They beat Jim Everett and the Purdue Boilermakers in the Peach Bowl. So it was really good. You know. George Welsh was a great, great football coach, and he turned that program around. My friend took umbrage to Mark's disparaging bowl games. And uh, should, should I read the tweet, Mark? I, I'm, I'm going to read what he yeah, said. Yeah, because the, the Peach Bowl is a, is a bowl I would never go after. Because well, he, it, yeah, he, I know. I think he gets that. He said, ask Mark if he feels there are any others. Are, uh, as Mark feels there are many superfluous bowl games, does he have the same opinion about the entire NIT tournament? asking for a friend and then he followed that up to be sure to ask him about non-revenue sports also golf tennis swimming and all women's sports now we we've determined mark you are you're in the women's softball hall of fame as super fan of all time so i know that pretty as many bowl games as they want in college softball yeah they should yeah just it should just be one big tournament from the beginning they just play playoff after playoff what did you want to address in my friend steve's how first of all the nit your feelings uh, I don't really ever watch it. I, mm. I I think a couple of times the Golden Gophers, I had just moved from Minnesota. They were making a run with Clem Haskins. Remember him as the coach? I do, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of followed that, and they won the NIT, I believe, one year. But uh, for the most part, I don't care. But uh, And and also non-revenue sports, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his point is with the non-revenue sports. Uh, is he is he just bringing up women's sports to disparage well, I, I, them? I, I, no, I he watches them, and they don't make any money. Right. They need well, what, to go. How does that relate to what we're talking? Because about? people do watch these bowl games, and they are financially uh, solvent. Okay. So, so before the bowl games go, should the golf team go? Well, again, I'm I'm not talking. I I, I was never talking about a, a financial issue there at all. And if it, if we're boiling it down to what makes money, simply what makes money, then yeah, we should get rid of all sports outside of college football and college basketball because nothing else makes money. If we're gonna if we're gonna go to that level of argument, but I had all never right. been on that. We'll level, just end it there. One. Moving on. No. Now no. let's talk. Hey, hey, Mark, before Mark, you Mark. before you before you say that though, I this this argument really stuck with me last night, and I spent way more time thinking about it than I should have. But I really feel like the the it touched me thinking about these kids that I shouldn't use those two words so close together in a statement, but I was touched by these kids getting an opportunity to play at a bowl game where they wouldn't have a chance to win anywhere else. So I'm thinking about this and I was like, if I, if I could turn back time 
how would I have handled that argument better with Mark in a way that maybe he could have related? And I thought to myself, you know what? Broadway is basically those big bowl games. So you've got Broadway in New York City. So we don't need all these local theaters. We don't need all these little places that, uh, you know, those people are, they're never going to make it to the to the big leagues. They, we don't need to have people going to see those shows. They bother me. Okay. I don't think that's a very good uh, argument. I don't think that's a good metaphor. But I will say this, Jeff, that I was touched by that debate as well. And I actually looked at all the bowl games for 2020. And as I was, as, as the, as the uh, eye rolling we was, was welling up inside of me, Here we go. It, it was stopped. It was stopped. And I thought, man, there's going to be, there's going to be kids that are get to play in that, you know, Meineke bowl. <laughs> it's the names. It's the names you can't get past. No, if they were all no. named after fruit or flowers. You'd have no issue. The, the argument that you made, Jeff, about kids not getting a chance and then getting a chance, I thought, you know what? I need to get off that stupid. I, I need to get off being so upset about it because that's true. It is true. I think having local theaters in local communities is is a whole different ball game than than having uh, bowl games uh, because it's. It, I it's, think they're it, equally important. Well, I mean, I, I think I, those are more. Can I just say this? I think the local theater, you though, Jeff, I would say those are regular season games. Okay. Those are reg that's regular season. Agreed. Agreed. So, so and some of be. those performers in those regular season games are outperforming the players on the big screen. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. Especially here. <laughs> uh, so whilst I appreciate that, I, I had already turned, believe it or not. Honestly. Wow. I had already turned and I thought I, I was reading the I was reading the bowl games and I thought, you know, why why do I have such a problem when when these oh, kids have a have a chance at doing something that they never could have done? Whatever. You know what I mean? It's like that's a nice thing. They they get a chance to do this. These poor kids in the Atlantic 10. I keep bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Mac, some of these uh, conferences, the Ivy League even. Although not this year, well, they don't play. They don't um, get to play. Uh, they can't play in bowl games because they're not Division One. Ivy they don't. Not. Ivy League's not. It's not Division One football. They're FCS. So. Uh, okay. No, actually, I don't. I don't even. I don't think they. I don't think the Ivy even qualifies for that. I think they're Division Two, whatever it used to be. Not. I'd have to check on that. But no, they. They don't. Uh, so they don't play in a bowl game. They do not play in bowl games. And the, the other thing too is service academies. Derek. Derek Abbott who, yeah. uh, you know, the Coast Guard Academy basically canceled their season with one exception. They were able to play against the Merchant Marines, uh, that school, and that was they were so excited. That was such a big deal. Yeah. And I thought, you know, it's probably a big deal to go to the – I think it is. To go to the, uh, you know, corn-fed, uh, you know. <laughs> you just disparaged <laughs> the name. Large silo corn-fed bowl – from uh, you know, from Honolulu, oddly, just makes no sense. They Honolulu. play in Honolulu. Uh, you know, so that point actually got to me, Jeff. The other point about the finances, I, I don't really, really, uh, that was never what I was going for. I wasn't trying to make it a point that it's not financially viable on any level, and I don't know why. Now the NIT, I get it. You know, there's lots of sort of superfluous things out there. Yeah. Um, but my original point was how it's changed from what it was. 
in the 70s, 80s, 90s for the most part, bowls. And it's and it's just it's it's exploded. There's been a plethora of them. And it seems silly that a, a six and six team, and if they lose, could be under five hundred, could qualify for a bowl game. That was my overall point, but I, th- I think I'm giving I up think that the, at this point. There's no point in arguing it. That's awesome. Tell Steve I fixed that problem there, John. Yeah, I will. I'll let him. I'll let him know. Listen, I think I can explain why that happened, and I think it has a lot to do with ESPN and their ability to televise a lot more bowl games. Yep. And the uh, when you can get television money involved in those games, obviously there's more money which uh, really opened up that opportunity, which I, I think is a good thing. I, I looked up the Ivy League thing. They are in the FCS, but they choose not to play in the playoff system. Okay, I knew, they, I knew they'd never been in the playoffs. I wasn't sure if they sat in a different they, They've uh, made a decision to not do that. All right, fair enough. They, they made the Ferreira decision. No, no, we're not. It's, it's useless. It's not Division I playoff football. There's no point in it whatsoever. No, and I do think, you know, and, and, and Steve's argument, obviously, the, the monetary argument, to Jeff's point, there's television money and there's revenue for those places that have them. So they're popular there. And, and, and I would agree. The main reason I think that they're good, other than the fact that I love college football and I love seeing teams that wouldn't otherwise play, play. Same reason the first couple of rounds of March Madness are so much fun, because you do have upsets and you see how uh, it really doesn't matter. Blue Bloods can sometimes lose to lesser schools because they just don't match up well. Um, but I think, you know, given those guys who put in a lot of time, uh, college athletes, I know there's, you know, there's always, everybody has fun picking on professional and college athletes. You're going to get your college before. The guys who achieve Division One college football success, and by success, I mean, if somebody's paying for your freaking education, you're a successful Division One college football player. They've put in a lot more time in what they've done than most people ever do in their lifetime. So I, I love the bowl games, Mark. I'll have you over for the Idaho Potatoes by the Sea Fruit Loops Bowl, which looks to be an outstanding matchup between Western Michigan and Toledo. So I know you're you, you you for one looking very forward to that. Very much looking forward to Western Michigan and Toledo, which are separated, I think, by thirty miles. Probably, um, probably, probably a good matchup, though. I mean, they do find a way to make great matchups in those bowl games. People would travel well to that. They put a, that that actually be, would be like a Mac Bowl. That yeah, it, yeah. I just think it's I just think it's a fun thing, and 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 frankly, interests me more than the December slate in the NBA generally does, to be honest with you at, at that point. All right. So, so if we can stick to college football just a bit, the, the latest rankings have Iowa state up there ahead of Miami. Okay. Iowa state has two losses. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. It's just, it's like, what have you done for me lately? They beat, te- they beat a number 17 ranked Texas team or whatever. Overrated Texas team in my Yes. Opinion. Yes. Talk about disappointing. And, it, and, and it's like, it's like, oh, wow, they beat Texas. Let's put them in the top 10. They got two losses. They lost to Louisville, I think, the first game of the year. It is. it. This, No matter what anyone says, this part of college football rankings is completely wrong. Just, I'm just going to say it's wrong. It's not okay. based in anything outside of basic human nature and lazy basic human nature. And that is, is if you, if you win – if if you win late and if you lose early, somehow you're a better team. Makes no sense. Well, where I have the biggest issue, and I still say it comes into play with, they, I know they don't announce the playoff rankings until later in the season, is that so much is determined by where you're ranked preseason. 
your ability to yeah, climb into too. a uh, to climb into the, the the mix, particularly if you don't play. You know, if you're in a conference like the ACC is right now, where you don't have teams that are necessary, there are terrible a lot of teams that are highly ranked, and you just don't have an opportunity. Um, so, I, I think the problem is is that the uh, to your point, Mark, the criteria is an ever changing criteria because when it is simply based on wins and losses, you always have the people saying, "What about the eye test? Got to see the game on the field." And then when the eye test comes into play, because I don't know, maybe I, I I've seen a little bit of Iowa State and I've seen a little bit of Miami, not enough to know, but maybe if I'd seen all those games, it would be apparent that Iowa State is better than Miami. I just think it's you know, there's always going to be a level of human. Um, failing in 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 this if you are going to go i don't know how you come up with a criteria it's just that like, is it's just an opinion unassailable ends up being an opinion sure. the, the, the i think i think the argument for iowa state is that they've beaten two ranked teams yeah. but they've got two losses which are really it does but who do they lose to by how much what are you know it, it's again you have to if you get deep into the numbers and then i certainly hope they are using the eye test to a certain extent because i think there were times where we would look mark i know we both you and i have done this and said are they even watching games where yeah. they would have teams ranked um it's, it's it's almost impossible to have to watch all of the games. They <laughs> I mean, they they beaten Oklahoma yeah, yeah. and they beaten Texas and those are two good wins. There's no there's no doubt about it. They lost to Louisville and to Oklahoma State, but the two losses Georgia has, mm-hmm. who is just one above them, are to Florida and to Alabama. Now that mm-hmm. makes that makes a lot of sense. Sure. If you've lost to Louisville, yes, it was the first game of the season, but so what? You, you always get a pass for the you always get a pass for game one, man. That's another and, one. Miami lost to the number one school in the nation. So uh, it, 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 uh, there's a great argument for that, which, it, believe me, I would love to have. No, I, Miami I should too. be ahead of Iowa State. Uh, and, yeah, and, and arguably ahead of Georgia as well. Yeah. I don't, dis- no, don't disagree. And, and certainly BYU should be ahead of Iowa State Absolutely. and probably Georgia. They're 9-0 and and they're 14th in the country. It's just yeah. like it's, they're 9-0. and that's nine games that you've avoided all the problems that happened in 2020. Right. You know, all the COVID issues, all the, all the injury issues that could happen in nine games, you know, yeah. uh, you know, it's, yeah, Wisconsin's played three games and you know, they're, they're biting, they're biting at the heels of a BYU. It's just makes no sense. Well, that's going to be interesting. We get to the end and see how many games these teams have played and who's, you know, it has played themselves out of contention and who who hasn't played enough to be in contention. That is going to be interesting. All right. So that, good to discuss. more sports than I had expected in the show. And, 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 yeah. and I'm fine with it. it yeah, it's and, a good... and I've, I've changed my mind on the bowl games. How about right. that? That's great. How about that's that? Great. You know, Very what's crazy nice. is BYU had a postponed game. They could be 10 and 0 or 9 and 1 right now. Wow. There it is. They're out They're, there, man. They've got to move up. I don't think there's any way. I do. I simply don't believe that there's any way if they go completely undefeated, if they do not lose a single game, that in some way they don't climb it. They're, they're not in this thing. I, and I then somebody will complain. I think what's, hurt, what's hurting them is that they had games against two ranked teams this year and one of them was postponed. Yeah. They've beaten one ranked team, but not one that's on a ton of radars. Right, right. It, it, it's hard. Again, it's where you start in the beginning. And people didn't know going in. They knew BYU had a good quarterback. You don't, and you don't really know how good they are. And you know how you're going to find out if they're good they in that Poulon Weed Eater Bowl. That's when you're going to find out, Mark. If they don't get there and they're in the Poulon Weed Eater Bowl, we'll know if they're good. We will. Do they beat that? 
scrappy team from Texas A&I. I don't know. I don't know. And that's why we watch the game. For that's God's right. Sake. That's why I watch it. That's why uh, I watch it. Uh, that's Daryl Green's alma mater, by the way, Texas A&M. I, mean, I don't think it's called even Texas a anymore. It doesn't. It, no, I think it's like Texas and then some city, Texas, South Boston or whatever. Because A&I right. was what, agriculture and industry or something like that? Yeah, something like that, right? Industry yes. and al- industrial and agricultural. There you go. Agricultural and industrial. The INA. Texas A&I, INA. yeah. Stop that, flip it, and then, then it's okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let me throw out the trivia question one more time. No one is apparently watching us because no one's guessed. So yeah, uh, no it comment. is which, which Super Bowl? Super Bowl is always the most watched television show. Which Super Bowl actually had the most eyes on it? Which Super Bowl had the most people watching? And I'm saying it's not last year, not the last, previous January, almost a year, a year from now, a, a year ago. Well, that, um, that makes sense. I mean, I don't think that would be the most kind of drawed, drawing out, it's going to have everything to do with the halftime show, guaranteed. For years, it had had. I don't. I don't even know who performed in this halftime show. Maybe you oh, guys really? will remember when we get to it. But uh, for years, I think there's a reason because of the matchup. Uh, when we'll get to it, when we get to it. But for years, it did. Every Super Bowl, once it caught on after like Super Bowl five or six, and then it just continually started climbing. Well, it became a bigger and bigger deal. I mean, Mark, you remember the Super Bowl used to be, there'd be an hour and a half pregame show and the game was at three o'clock in the afternoon, for God's sake. You well, know. I know, but I thought, you know, by the mid eighties, it had peaked in terms of, uh, in terms of viewership. Well, even the mid eighties, you're talking 20 years into the, uh, into I am, the thing. but we're also still talking 35 years sure. ago. So sure, that- but I think for most, I think if you looked, I think there, it, it you know, as opposed to, you know, big year, one year, down year, big year, down. I think you'd go through where it maybe peaked in the 80s, and then there maybe there was a little bit of back and forth. And then it, for a number of years, it went up every year. Um, it's just the expanded uh, international audience as more countries took the game live, which a lot of them didn't in the beginning as well. And once cable television got bigger throughout the world, you had so more it, countries that could take the game, the is game it live. In this century, can I ask you that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is in this century. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, I didn't, you know, it's not Super Bowl Seven or anything like that. Or um, 20. Which we don't talk about in Super Bowl Seven ever on the show. Right? You know, I, I, I considered a moment, the uh, which I can make this guess now that you gave that hint, was the Patriots and the Bears because of the Super Bowl shuffle and how so many kids were getting into it. And you know, yeah. when the kids want to watch something, the parents end up watching it. It's a good one. That Because that 85 yeah. Bear team was a cultural icon. It just wasn't a football thing. I mean, people knew about them who didn't watch football. It is not the correct answer, but it is a very good one. And I bet you that is one. One of the one of the higher ranked. Now their opponent had their opponent been Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins. I think it would have been a that would have even been oh, a better rated, yeah. rated game than you know the Tony Easton and the Pats. Tony Easton, Steve uh, Brogan, and may the Pats I? Here. Yeah, go ahead. If, if if it's in this century, chances are that it involves the New England Patriots because the New England Patriots have been in half the Super Bowls this century. Uh, so. Did, did people tire of them? Did perhaps it was because it was a different team? Did that get people excited? Well, I don't. And I'm don't not know. saying I'm not giving you a hint either way. You might be right. I may be crazy. <laughs> must just might be a lunatic you're looking for. All right. Uh, so that's the trivia question. It is a fun one. Like I said, surprise me a little. But when we talk about what the teams are, I think that's some of it. And then we're going to need to check on the halftime because you're absolutely right. That could have something to do with it. All right. Social media, going around on social media right now, top 10 
television shows of all time. They're asking everybody. I'm sure this is some sort of phishing thing where people are now going to break hack into all of our financial uh, services. And uh, it's, it's a horrible thing. I'm just waiting for everybody to tell me that. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, your top 10 television shows. At all. I've, I've got to go to mine because, boy, I tell you, I had a hard time actually coming up with 10 because there were so many more. But uh, off the top of your head, now, Mark, did you write it down when I said top 10? Did you write down your top 10 or do you know what they are? Uh, well, I thought about it and I thought about it and then I wrote down 10 that I had thought about that I could probably live with yeah. just so that I could refer to them. But, um, you know, the top five were pretty easy for me. And then it's the the next five because you're right. There's a lot out there, and I'm I'm probably not as qualified to be part of this list game as the two of you are because I don't, you know, I haven't I haven't seen lot. I haven't I didn't see. Here he is. Uh, here he is. Here's where he here's where he sells that he's better than everybody else. You I know, didn't, I didn't I spend see. My days reading Kierkegaard and you know, going wow. to the symphony. I mean, all I'm doing is explaining why I'm not as good, and you're already circumventing that and judging me for what my elitist position will ultimately be. At it's least you admit it's elitist. It's At least you admit it's elitist. You well, just said it's an elitist position. No, that you would call me out for an elitist position, but that's uh, not. Well, not I, have my, I have my subscription to the opera, and always got to work my way through the Sunday Times. Uh, oh, Mr. Mark, I would love to television. go and see the opera with you, man. Please go. I don't want to watch any more Friends. I want to see the opera. <laughs> I I haven't seen any Game of Thrones. I haven't seen any of The Wire. I haven't seen any of Walking Dead. So those are three biggies that probably mm. made a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Um, so those aren't on my list. Uh, None of those friend, made mine either. And I have seen all of Game of Thrones either. and most of The Wire. Yep. Uh, 90s sitcoms, Friends and um, and Seinfeld are are certainly, you know, probably would make top 20 for me, but they didn't make my top 10 either. Neither of those made mine. mine. None of those made mine either. Though. And, uh, though I probably have 20 that the 10 could rotate into the yeah. 10. And to your point, there are probably five to seven that are always going to be there. And then there's going to be like a rotation. Um, West Wing. West Wing made my top 10. As mine as well. Uh, Mad Men made my top 10. Me too. Uh, I was confused about Saturday Night Live. I guess that's considered a TV program. It's on mine. And, Good. And I, I went ahead and put it on mine, too, if yep. it qualifies. It didn't make my top 10, but it would be. it's in that rotation thing where it might make its way on every um, Breaking Bad made my top 10. Mine as well. Uh, the Office made my top 10. Did not make mine, though. Could be in the discussion. Mine made. Uh, I actually put The Crown in mine. Great show. I'm having such a good time watching that. Uh, I also put uh, Better Call Saul. I love that show. And I'm like two seasons behind, and I love that show. So you need um, to get into it. I put in All in the Family because that was a great, great show. Groundbreaking. Still yeah, funny I, when you watch it today. Even the inappropriateness it, of it, which is kind of the point, is still funny. Yeah, I mean, they could not produce that show today. They could not produce it because it's too, it would be too they, many. It would be canceled shows, before it started. One of the shows on my list proves that you are wrong about that. That I'm wrong about uh, all in the all family. All the family could definitely be made today. It probably wouldn't be on the same network it was on, but it could definitely be made today. Oh, it could be made. I mean, there's so many more networks, but I don't you're, think it would be a network hit. There's no chance that it would ever be a network hit. The, you're, the talking, show that uh, I, you're, you're talking about Philadelphia, right? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Is that the show you're talking about, Jeff? That's my number one favorite it's show. Always Sunny. Is that, the, is that the show? 
Yes. Yeah. It's not on my so list. I, but I, I knew that's what you were talking about with that. Yeah. yeah. 14 seasons in and uh, on a relatively yeah. good they, network. They, I mean, it's on FX. Yeah. X now. Well, actually, yeah. adding all the networks added a lot more television, a lot more quality television. I think we talked about it on this show is yeah. I think most of the most of the talent in Hollywood right now is writing television shows above writing films. And and really, Netflix has brought it to a whole nother level because they're bringing those shows that we would have never seen that are from overseas. Like yeah. The Dark is one of the shows that I absolutely love. It's, I think, German. I would have never yeah. seen that. Black Mirror. I never would have seen Black Mirror. Right. right. Um, it's not on my top. Ten, but it's it would be in my top twenty, and it wouldn't have been available. So yeah, there's a lot more available than when we went back. You know, we had three networks, so you had three shows on any given day. And and this popped up on a list, and I thought about it, and I thought, yeah, you know, the first those first three seasons, maybe four seasons of House of Cards was a great, great show, and um, so it snuck in there. Also, New Girl. Have you ever seen New Girl, John? I, I binge watched it when you told me to. I went and I absolutely it's hilarious. I think, I think I'm I we didn't watch the final season of it. Um, right. But yeah, it, it was it was very good. I have trouble. I, I've gotten so used to the 10 to 12 episode shows that the 26 episodes, even though even with a half hour show, I store I'm sort of like, yeah, let's get on to the next season. So I think maybe I ran out of steam with that. It was the same with The Office. I'd never watched The Office, and I just binge-watched it last year, a year or so ago. And I think I'm the final season I haven't watched to this point. So, You need to so, see the final episode, though. Yeah, I know. But I have to watch things sequentially. They, it's like I can't pick up on a show midway through. I lose my mind. They, they're they one of the very few that pulled it off. They were able to make to make a finale that everybody kind of nobody, – nobody panned it. Cool. Or, you know, though, is that what you really want to do? Or do you want to do like a finale like The Sopranos when nobody knows what in the hell happened? So they're still talking about it. Yeah. So, that movie, unfortunately, has been derailed a little bit by COVID, but it's going to be coming out soon. And that's a series I never watched. And that's <sighs> number one on most people's lists. And so it's in my top 10 for sure. Yeah, it's just outside of my top 10. I think I probably on another on another day, I wanted to make myself look a little more interesting than I probably am. So I slipped a couple in there. The people go, I didn't bother with that. So let's see who's who's manipulating the list to look better to the public. I well, I look like you are, Johnny. I, I literally I just said that. So you know. can't make fun of me for it. I fully no, I, admit it. No, I'm it, all at it, no cattle. I am he's nothing still, but a facade. He's still talking about TV shows, though. He has not gone to the opera yet. That's right. Yeah. All right. So what are yours, John? Uh, well, in no particular order. Right. Uh, I started with what is my favorite television show, St. Elsewhere. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. My favorite show of all time. I also had Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Um, Fleabag. Ah, that was Phoebe a great Waller-Bridge one. show. Uh, that was a great one. That could have made. I'm going to put that in my top ten phenomenal i'm changing uh here's where here's where i put something in that is absolutely true but probably would have been replaced by the sopranos if i was just being sheer is i put in pbs's american experience because i've never not watched one of those and i love all of them. other people put in like band of brothers we talked about that i didn't put in any mini series like that but i did put that in even though it's not the same show every every time but that is something that is always recorded on my DVR and I always watch it. I'm always excited when there's a new episode, no matter what it's about. So that's, I put that in, uh, the, uh, there's a sitcom called love, which I thought was one of the 
greatest shows that I've ever seen. I thought it was absolutely and utterly brilliant. Schitt's Creek, absolutely no doubt, just hysterical, phenomenal, sweet as well. Taxi. Ever wow. since, of all the sitcoms when I was a kid, I loved MASH. I thought about the Mary Tyler Moore show, uh, yeah, Bob Newhart. Uh, I was bringing up with my wife, and she's like, what about Carol Burnett? And it's like, oh, because that's right up there with Saturday Night Live as far sure. as informing sure. what I what small career I've had in performing. Um, the West Wing, obviously, which I resisted for years, even though mutual friend of ours, Paul Tomeko, told me when we play golf, all oh, you need to watch West Wing, you need to watch West Wing. And I wouldn't do it because my dad worked at the White House for 27 years, and I watched part of one episode, and I just, and this is, of course, me. Well, that didn't look like that. That's not what those offices look like. So then I wouldn't watch it anymore because I needed it to be 100%. Plus, plus you, you uh, there's a little resistance, a tiny resistance uh, to embrace, to full-throatedly embracing Aaron Sorkin. There's a little Ooh, resistance to that. I, is there? I don't, I don't, I really, I, I don't think so. I feel think, that from me. I it think, can be precious. It can be a little precious, but I'll give him his precious. You, this is because the Chicago, well, um, the trial of the Chicago eight, right? That's, that's, the, that's, that's one of the reasons. And then a few good men, the movie is the, is another reason. I hate, but that's that had nothing to do with him. I saw the show on Broadway and I absolutely loved it. I just don't think the movie is a good rendition of the play. Right. I don't think Cruz. I think Cruz is completely wrong for that role. I don't think he's good in the movie. Sorry, I'm just being honest. I don't think Demi Moore is good in the film at all. Um, Nicholson is Nicholson, and he's great. And uh, Kevin Pollack, uh, Kevin Bacon, anybody in the film named Kevin, I'm fine with. Uh, But I just did not. I did not think that Cruz and uh, Demi Moore were good in the movie. I still don't think it's a great movie. Okay, it's okay. But it has nothing to do with Sorkin. I think they did him wrong, to be honest. Right. I think he wrote the screenplay, and I know he wrote the play as well. So, yeah. yeah. So there it is. Yeah. Uh, and the, the other, the final show is Friday Night Lights, which is one of my favorite shows. Absolutely. And it was one that snuck up on me and surprised me. I read the book. I thought the movie was good. Um, I thought better, uh, as generally the case. Um, thought the movie was good. Thought the television show was absolutely brilliant. And I still will say to this day, that it is, in my mind, the best um, uh, representation of a husband and wife relationship any television show I've ever seen. That's just me. A husband and wife that like each other. We'll start with that. A husband and wife that like each other. Because there have been some good ones about television shows where husbands and wife hated each other. But for a true show that shows, you know, that it's nothing about the football. The football sequences are fine. I mean, some of it is a little fancified. And, you know, I'm not buying Saracen as a, as a state championship quarterback. Well, good. But beyond that, I thought, I thought it was a brilliant television show. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Awesome. That's a good list. Yeah, How about you? Jeff? All right. Oh. Not in any order either. And I wrote these down right when you told me. So that okay. was pretty quick. The, the first five are really easy. And then the other five, you got to really kind of dial it in but i i can say honestly other than two of these shows i've seen every episode most of them more than one time so friends was the first one that came to mind because that is a network television show and also a very good television show i mean it's hard to find six people that are perfect in a as characters in a show like that uh curb your enthusiasm which seinfeld gets in my top 20 but not not in my top 10 but curb your enthusiasms the more me version of Seinfeld. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which if I were doing these in order would have so definitely been number one. Brilliant. Yeah. 
Workaholics, which is a show you may or may not have seen. It's a Comedy Central show. It's uh, dick and fart jokes, but that's really, I, that's what I am. I mean, I'm, I'm into that. So I, I, I'm definitely not going to the opera. I'm, I'm watching Workaholics. The Sopranos, The Office, uh, Saturday Night Live, My Name is Earl, which I feel like oh. is one of the, the I, I love that show. I'm so bummed. I would, I would literally put in the, if they did a, a GoFundMe, for doing more of that show because they left out a cliffhanger and they canceled it and it, it's just everybody in it wanted to continue doing it it just right. was a weird thing but these two are probably going to bother you john but i have seen every episode and it's my wife and i appointed television me, to be honest. survivor and big brother no neither of those really bother me no i thought no, you were survivor, dead set I, against reality shows no, no that's no, not me that's mark oh, um, it's, see, isn't that I'm weird sorry. john people conflate us all the time i know I not know. just it's not just my mom it's not just jan forever yeah. well and here's the thing about well, survivor mark, and i never watched survivor. i've always i've always i don't i, I just I've, never liked them i watched a few episodes of survivor here and there i think my wife watched a season or two i loved the uh the competition aspects of it the, the things that they made them do I thought were incredibly creative, and some of that was great. It's just that I, I just tired of the soap opera aspect of it after a while. I, um, you know, I would hate that too. But for some reason, it pulls me in because the personalities, the like some of the personalities, how they are manipulative slash charismatic slash, and it's e even the the people that are batshit crazy, and there yeah. are definitely batshit crazy people on those shows. Oh yeah, they they, they figure out a way to make them compelling. A friend of mine is a director on that show, Tom Lorero. Uh, he usually yeah. directs the overnight thing because they have like the overnight thing on online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can watch her on different. I don't know where it is necessarily, but I, I, I get that. You know why? You know what robs me of being able to watch that show is the uh, finale of a television series, uh, which I think is absolutely one of the greatest of all times. I'm not sure why it didn't make my list. Is extras Ricky Gervais's extras? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The, the sequences in the last episodes where he is actually on a Big Brother like television show for celebrities, and his whole it it to me I can't watch a regular episode because I'm just waiting for the Ricky Gervais character to come in and talk about how fucking ridiculous this entire thing is and how he you know he's so ashamed that he's a part of it. so so Survivor I think stands on its merits they take these people out to the middle of nowhere and I, it's yeah. definitely it's a it's a I work in television I yeah. understand that it's not really like that but I my friend was the director of photography on that show for the first I think 16 seasons and they even the crew kind of lives camping in those I, I, places yeah it's, I've heard that it's I've not as that. posh as, as like a Big Brother would be, but uh, Big Brother's the one that really I struggle to understand why I love it so much. I think it's because the first season had Dr. Will, who is potentially the, the closest person to the uh, what's the, the American, uh, the murderer that was played. Uh, it's a great book. It was a great movie. Oh. It was uh, Christian Bale was in it. Oh, American Psycho. That's it. That's yeah. he. He literally could be the embodiment of that guy that just has not yet murdered somebody. Cool. But uh, he was so great that I that I am stuck on that show. 
I get the, it. The, the the host Jeff Probst is is phenomenal. It's terrific. Yeah, absolutely the, agree. The premise of the show, where not only do they have to be out in the middle of nowhere in pretty uncomfortable circumstances, but they also have to compete physically. And some and of those they, are really difficult. Yeah, really they have, difficult stuff. And they have to compete with each other uh, emotionally and uh, uh, strategically too. I mean, it's really when it comes down to it. It's a great well, I know a lot of people got suckered in that first season because of that old Marine guy who was, uh, who I think he just passed away he recently. He just passed away. Uh, and, then, and then the, uh, the gay guy who got naked, who yes. I think ended up winning the damn thing, and then went to prison for tax evasion, which is that, just that's, perfect. That's, that's all I know true. way too much about this, but those were the person getting the right personality. So I, I'm the guy who binge-watched cops, for yeah. God's sake. I need, Sometimes you just need dessert. Well, you the thing your- is that even cops, that's a great, the, 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 they figured out the, the, the ingredients yeah. for a really good show that's on its face ridiculous. Uh, it, it's so true. And Mark, I know we're, we're capitalizing the time here and you're looking at me like, boy, I got a lot to say and I hate that you're, but I, I want to bring up something that we, uh, that I have nothing will, to say in this conversation, this entire conversation, but something that we learned on one survivor. of the, <laughs> one of the Disney cruises that we worked on is they had people from Disney nature films and they talked about how that came about. And, you know, they went up and they were filming. I think the first one they did was uh, somewhere where there were a lot of sea lions uh, and they're filming these and they're bringing the stuff, the, the, the raw footage back to Walt Disney. And they're like, well, you know, here it is. And it was just sort of a dry documentary about them. Yeah. And, and Walt Disney looked at it and goes, no, 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 that's not what happened. See that one right there. That's the mama. That's the daddy. That's the little kid. Uh, so basically anytime there would be those uh, sea lions or one that looked like them, they created a whole story around it. Let's name him William. William, the dad sea lion. Right. Exactly. I think it was penguins, though, wasn't it? Because there's a great picture. There's a great uh, photograph of, of Walt Disney out there in the Arctic with those. Uh, well, they did a ton of them. They, they did, did a ton of them because they were inexpensive. That's why they started doing them because the animation. But to make a story out of them. That they made a story the, out of them. That was the deal. That's you know, the deal. The, the new ones that they've done, those are those are like 15 years 10 years in the making. They make oh. those things for years. Well, like I said, on the Disney cruises, we had the people who did them yeah. were on the cruises. We, we socialized with them and hung out with them. And mainly they, you know, they ignored us as, as well. Uh, <laughs> successful people should. Um, but, no, that's because they're like, why are, why are the sea lions talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, the, the amount of time that goes into them, but Mark, we saw monkey King. Was it monkey kingdom was monkey the name kingdom. of the one. Yeah. Monkey. And kingdom. they got me cause they showed in the beginning, they, they showed a little bit of the monkey. They did the preamble, and then it broke into the theme from the monkeys. I know, seriously. And when it was top of the movie, like seriously, and people broke out in applause at that point because it's just it's about the storytelling. Yeah, and then you know the 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 nature stuff is really great as well. But uh, yeah, reality television is an oxymoron. It's like jumbo shrimp or business ethics or military intelligence. It's just it's not the same thing. All right, Mark, do you want to you want to chime in on Survivor or? any of that cops you have Mark, no, as, I, as I mentioned I had nothing to say with uh, any of those programs that you guys enjoy watching I I, well, I never got cops I never got J- Jerry uh, Springer which reminds me of cops you know Jerry Springer reminds me of every no it was it's like the the worst of humanity and it's that's it's the just, difference it's, though there's no good guy in Jerry Springer sure. nobody's good no they're all 
and the cops, right. you know, you can pick a side. Yeah, you can. Well, but you're good in Jerry Springer. See, that's the thing. The person watching is the good guy. Well, that's oh why I like to watch cops. Look too. at how horrible the rest of humanity is, and I'm right. so good. That's why, why I watched it. It's okay. That's I never I got into it. it. That, I, I guess that's not what I'm looking for because I never got into it. At any rate, I didn't like that. I didn't, you know, and, and to, to be fair, I've never seen an episode of, of, or I've seen maybe a half an episode of Survivor. I've seen maybe a half of ep, an episode of Amazing Race and Big Brother. And then, and I've never seen any Bachelor or Bachelorette. I, I saw maybe a half an episode of The Apprentice. I didn't, I'm just, I don't know. I just, <laughs> you've, you've like chosen the side else, and you're not going in. You're, like you're, everything else in my life. I railed against it for years at, at some point. And now as I'm just getting older and this perfect, this is a perfect example, the thing with college football. I mean, I railed against co- these bowl games, John, for eight years on our shows on right. the, on the eight or nine uh, previously canceled ep- sh- uh, versions of after further review. Right. And now it's like, ah, why bother? Give up the ghost. So Jeff I made can, a good uh, point. Let's go there. And with the reality shows, I'll just, I just prefer not to say anything. I, I can assure you. I can assure I, I don't, I don't you. Anything, I really don't have anything to say. I can assure you that if tomorrow you were dragged to Guantanamo Bay and to get something out of you, they strapped you to a chair with your eyes open and they put Survivor on in front of you, you wouldn't give any up. You wouldn't give anything up. No, nah, you probably wouldn't. The Great Race is another one. I never watched The Great Race, but see an episode here and there. And I love travel logs anyway. You watched it on that wall. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't like the host. I, I like the show. I don't like the host. So I, I don't even know who it. the host is. So, he's the Australian guy or a yeah. uh, Kiwi, I, but I, I'm not into him. He's too bland. No, and I don't watch that. You know, it's funny because as somebody whose career was, you know, sort of was because they're that's done now um but uh was sort of hosting things i did always kind of watch some of those to pay attention to the host like the guy who hosts the bachelor and the bachelorette i think i'm just not shows i'm not into but i think he does a really really solid job jeff Probst, to your point i think is absolutely terrific at that job uh people hate ryan seacrest but i'm sorry he was perfect for that show and he did a phenomenal job and uh, good for him. I did give into that early uh, after the first season. We did uh, we did a little bit of the American Idol, and then I loved So You Think You Can Dance because I enjoyed dance uh, not as much as Bobby doing the opera, which is why doesn't get to be a lot of television. I'm sorry. Deflator Mouse is the Deflator Mouse is happening, and I have to be there. Um, I don't dislike opera either, but uh, all right, yeah, interesting. Yeah, the, the, the Project Runway, like some of those competition shows. I got yeah. into, and the worst part of it was the drama that they try and yeah. conjure up yeah. between the contestants. That but one I was kinda, really impressive. I, I kind of liked Project Runway. That was pretty fun. I mean, and, to be able to put those clothing together, and I used to tailor clothing uh, a bit. Uh, was one of my jobs right. in the past. So I will agree. That's one where to you know to what Jeff and I were talking about the comp- physical competitions on Survivor are difficult. People are doing. It's not you know silliness of you know pick what's behind this door they are doing stuff and to, to your point mark project runway though talk about working hard to you know i felt bad for people who have two or three I, yeah, weeks they, to work on their ass off that yeah or like shit. 36 hours to you know to make a a full you know full right. gown uh it didn't feel like a reality show until they started doing those interviews in between and then it became well he is this way and i'm not that way and i can't believe he did this and i can't believe she you know and it's like ugh. but to jeff's point they have to they want to set up the good guys and the bad guys the us against them portion of it that's it's what it comes down to that's that's what people want they want somebody to root for what what do we always talk about mark what are the musicals that i hate the ones with nobody to root for kiss me kate 
I don't care about any of them. All test positive, each and every one of you, and get out of the world. Just leave us alone. Terrible, terrible people. They yeah, well, it's, it's not. It's, stop it. It's not even the actors. That's for sure. It's not a good play. That's All for right. sure. Uh, David Lowe, our friend David Lowe, is wondering why none of us said MASH. Now, MASH is a great show. There's no doubt about it. it and I'm sure it's on a lot of people's top 20. It is in my top 20. Uh, um, certainly, but uh, it didn't quite make it for me. And I told you, John, it got real precious for me late in that run. There was a little bit. Got, when... They got rid of the laugh track for, mm. for no other reason than to be special. Well, and, they never and, used and, the laugh and, track. And tell when everyone doing... how to feel. They never did use the laugh track, and I always appreciated this, never used it while in the surgery. Whenever they were in doing surgery and jokes, they never used the laugh track. You know, so no, I, I no, appreciate that. Good. that. And I, I appreciate I, I, that. It was still a really good show. Just, you know, Taxi was It was, was a great show. Great Taxi show. was funnier. There's just no, for me, Taxi was funnier. All right. I, I think uh, Taxi's a very good show. Mary Tyler Moore almost made it for me as well. Yep. Yep. Those are in the list. All right. So now the answer to our trivia question, uh, which is what was the most, uh, hot, what Super Bowl got the best ratings of all time? Give you one more guess, everybody. Mark? Uh, do, do, can I, does it involve the Patriots? Why, why would I give you another clue? I mean, that minutes. doesn't narrow it down you've very only much. Given me, you've given me, yes. it doesn't, you're right. Yes. You've given me one. Yes, it does. God, you're that. You gave God. me one clue. You're like the parent so of the I kid. Sent, that gets I sent my like other guess. And Super Bowls, and we're supposed to somehow know. God. It's not them. It's not. I what? guess the Bears, the Colts. It's not the Bears. No, not the Bears and the Colts. Ooh, what a terrible game. That was Prince. Right? My first guess would yes, be 07. 07 because uh, it was involved the undefeated Patriots, but it's probably wrong. Uh, which Super Bowl number is that? I, I, I memorized the number because normally you go with the number, and I'm like, I don't know the number. Give me I, I do know the number. So that would be, uh, I think that's 42. Okay, that is not it. The most highly rated Super Bowl telecast of all time and most highly rated U.S. television telecast of all time, Super Bowl 49, Seahawks, Patriots. Oh, yeah, and terrible, I think, terrible and halftime. I, and I think that yeah, who was the halftime of that? Katy Perry. Oh. How do you oh, know? Was, do you, well, do you, you know all the halftime shows, Jeff? I know. I know the recent ones. That was the big elephant, though, wow. that you wrote in on. That was pretty cool. Actually. I mean, yeah, well, it, it actually. I'm just not into Katy Perry, but you're right. right. The Ooh, the right. theatrics of it were oh. good. She's lovely. Yeah, but Russell Brand already went through ah, that. I can't get into that. Whatever. Too much good Lord. Else. Listen, here's the whole thing, Jeff. You can wash that off, John. Here's the, well, here's the thing. Now, here's the thing about that, Jeff. If she's chosen to be with me, then really, I mean, we know she sets the bar basement. So what the hell? I don't want to mind if it's anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no bigger loser walking yeah. the earth than me. I get so if she's I chosen me, why am I not expecting Russell Brand's at a le- level of success, at least. Sure. God, thank you. Me, he has a it. he has a brand. Russell Brand has a brand. Unlike a, us, we've struggled for a brand, job. and we still. He's don't also care. dropped his heroin needle into a feces-filled toilet and taken it out, cleaned it with his mouth, and shot himself up. And that now, was now I like him a little more. Right, and but he's better now, Jeff. You, you can't judge people for for uh, what they do. When I only hope that he's better hurting. because I would never ever want someone to be he's, an addict no he, he's actually he's actually turned he's out been clean for a while now but uh okay that was a great and it turned out to be a great super bowl well and i think part of that is uh you know the patriots i think they that drove you know as they continued to pile up super bowls people want to watch either to see them sit uh make history or to see them lose frankly and the seahawks were coming off of 
having played in the Super Bowl the year before, correct? Yeah, they destroyed the Broncos the year before. So the opportunity for a uh, for a repeat, I think probably that drove them together. And the Seahawks looked like, and if you remember, we talked about the, the next dynasty. Sure. It's like, wow, they're going to supplant them. But I was I was really surprised by that. And actually, Jeff, when you said it, I thought, well, maybe it was the halftime because I never thought about that. Prince's halftime is the best of all time in my mind. Um, next to a couple of up with peoples, which which were just inspiring. I think their salute to the bicentennial. Um, I think they have a salute to uh, to uh, Jim Crow. I think, to Super Bowl II. I think Prince is better. <laughs> well, you never know. Some of those Not games well. played in like you know, New Orleans and, you know, some of that. Sort. Well, New Orleans, I was like Super Bowl four. They had the Battle of New Orleans. Do you remember that? Well, we talked from about the it. deep dive. In, oh, in God. The, unbelievable. And we had the we had the Vince Gully call as they <laughs> yeah. as they took Andrew Jackson on their shoulders, who caught the winning <laughs> touchdown. Right. Right. At any rate. Uh, yeah, so that's great. That's great, and it turned out to be a great Super Bowl. I wonder when they measured that, though, because I, I'm wondering if the better games have the better ratings. You know, if if a lot of people tune in to 49ers Broncos in 1989 because the 49ers have won three already, and the Broncos are trying to win their first, and this is their fourth Super Bowl they've been in. Yeah, you know, there's John Elway, there's Joe Montana, and but you know, by five minutes in, it's a blowout. Yeah, and I'm wondering when they. You know when they actually track those ratings. It's a good question. Obviously, with Seattle and and New England, that game was phenomenal and close to the very very end. That's one of the. It could be my favorite Super Bowl, even though it didn't involve my teams because that because I'm so petty and so uh, spiteful and and so wanting man. fan of the, the Seahawks well. not. Have yes, to not have any joy, to be robbed of joy. Well, it's, it's such a bad characteristic of mine, and I celebrate it. Love That's and just, hate are two sides of the same coin. You have to have hate to, to, to really get the love. I think it's right up there for me. I think really of, of ones that my team wasn't involved in. I, I think the Philadelphia New England game, just because another of one is was just such a great football Unbelievable game. game. One punt the entire game. One and just the backup quarterback and the stories, that, that's just great. Also, I think you can look into this because I know for years uh, through the 80s and stuff where you'd have a, a one that was higher rated and then wasn't, you have to look at weather across the country because in, in years where there was bad weather across the country, it got better ratings because sure. people, people who would otherwise you know, be doing other things would watch the Super Bowl. But I thought that was interesting. Good football game, should have had a lot of eyes on it. All right, anything else? In this whole world of anything you want to talk about before we get out of here and, and go watch. Has the game been canceled? I don't know. We, I was going to ask. Do we know if the game is going to be played in a half an hour? Uh, it has not been canceled. I would have gotten that update. Okay. You see, you got my phone. I turned the updates off on my phone. So, all right, good. We, it's a pregame show for today. So, what do you expect? Pregame. Let's go inside the up-down. Break down the numbers, Mark. Uh, I'll give you the, the, the rushing defense of Pittsburgh versus the rushing offense. Of, of the Ravens and go. I think the Ravens will have a little bit of an advantage because I think James Conner is, is uh, not back yet from no, his I mean, COVID uh, quarantine. And, and they lost an offensive lineman. Marquise Pouncey is out for the game, tested positive for COVID. So I think their run game is going to suffer as a result, and Maybe. it's going to be more on Ben Roethlisberger at this point in time. I think uh, it seems on paper that the Ravens um, are going to have a tough time. They're 10-and-a-half-point they're underdogs. I don't know. 
uh, what the quarterback situation is for them. Is he back yet? Do we know? Uh, Jackson? I, I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Because he was hurt as well. I mean, he was uh, under protocols as well. So I, in these kinds of games, I tend to pick – uh, in rivalry games, when it's when it's an you know an obvious game that the Steelers are going to sort of have their way with the Ravens, I always go with the other team, especially in this kind of rivalry, and especially with these two teams because the Ravens step up all the time when we least expect it, and the and the Pittsburgh Steelers let down a lot of the time when we least expect it, but because Lenny, who knows the Steelers, right with you dynamics from the get in terms of anything they've done, any sort of patterns or trends that have happened in the Mike Tomlin era, he is an expert at. He is a studied expert at it, and he says the Steelers are going to roll, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah, right there with you. Jeff, your feelings, Steelers in this one? Agreed. Agreed. I think the Steelers are going to roll. I think that's going to be the story of the NFL is that an undefeated Steelers team goes into the playoffs. Well, you know what we you said? Think they're going to go undefeated. That, that okay. would be no fun. Wow. Yeah. We, we said it here on AFR, so put all your money on the Ravens, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think – I think if we're looking for patterns, it's the one pattern that Lenny didn't did, did not uh, take didn't, into account. Didn't count on. That's right. We can upset Lenny's apple, his Rain Man Steelers knowledge apple cart, now upset by the by the boys. And by the way, Mark, you brought it up earlier. Uh, after further review, maybe not the right name for the show. Soon to be canceled. Just try it on. Soon to be canceled because I think it's more consistent with what this show has been. The, even though no one can actually cancel us, right? There, there might be some sort of congressional move in that direction. Sure, sure. I wouldn't doubt it. At this point in time, you know, little, little congressional overreach. Got to shut down this podcast. Got to shut down this podcast. Soon, yes, yes. It'll be the you know it'll be the L.A. Congresswoman. Uh, you know, making sure all restaurants are closed. And while we're at it, and while we're at it, let's get rid of this podcast as well, because yep. they're going to call me out when I go to dinner following this meeting. Yep, absolutely. We call our own out here, lady. We're going to call you out as well. All right, everybody. Well, listen, have a good uh, couple of days. We'll be back on Friday, um, may- maybe talking about sports. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the, the, the only Perhaps. question. We'll see if the inclination is with us. The only thing I really uh, want to know is if uh, Michigan gets asked to lose their game this week, will they have to lose the Ohio State game? Because my only question about any of that is, does this make it almost impossible for the Big Ten to play enough games to get into the playoff? Really, the only question we have left for college football, honestly, is will the Big Ten not play themselves out of the playoff by because of COVID? Because outside it, of that, it is it is true. You're you're right. And then how how badly does Clemson beat Notre Dame? That's yeah. really the only other question I have. Right. Because if Notre Dame can keep it close, they'll 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 probably still make it. Uh, but if they get beaten badly, then it's like, okay, well, you know, they played them without Trevor Lawrence. Their schedule hasn't been that difficult. Mm. Looks like it's a typical Notre Dame team. We don't want them getting blown away in the in the in the playoffs. So um to me, that's yeah. the only question out there. The Big Ten situation and how bad Notre Dame gets beaten by Clemson when they face him again. And I'd throw in how badly Florida gets beaten by Alabama could have an effect on things as well. If, if Florida doesn't get beaten too badly by Alabama and some other people lose out, maybe maybe they sneak in. Or if they, or if they beat Alabama. Well, I that's, Florida yeah. Beat them. I think if they beat them, they're in. Because I think anybody who wins the SEC in this year, uh, I mean, I think that's a lock anyway. 
Yeah, they beat Alabama. They are definitely in. The question then is, does Alabama get it? I mean, that's really the only question in that situation is, will Alabama, of course, they It's just... (laughs) For Jeff Taylor and Mark Ferreira, we will leave you with that. I'm John Pelkey. (laughs) 